voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Here we are, we're back again, and this is what, December 7th, 2023. And it's 7-0-3. 7-0-3 for those who keep score. So, Jeff, let us know exactly what's going on. All right, first of all, I hope you guys are doing okay. We've got the usual panel here. We've got, mine is Bernie, of course, we've got Chris and Sean and Perry and Gary, Bill and myself. We're all here, and uh, all the little sirs are here as well. We'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, and we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes. Next up, we take a look at the San Diego Chargers, and this came from Mighty 690, the XTRA podcast. Then we'll have a classic air check. We take us to Hartford, Connecticut on December 20, I'm sorry, November 26, 1965, and we get to hear Diamond Jim Nettleton on WDRC AM. And finally, we get to hear a little XM. I've been doing a little bit more of this because, frankly, most of the radio stations sound alike, and I wanted to explore channels that maybe people haven't heard. Yes, XM has a lot of channels, but maybe maybe most people go to just the first few channels. But this is Channel 551, the 80s countdown, and they count down the top 500 hits of the 1980s. And Channel 553, they count down the top 1,000 classic rock songs. And I think you're going to like this particular uh, segment that I mixed together. All in all, a very busy segment, and there, um, there is some Indianapolis news. Uh, what's the sports station that Cumulus owns on AM, uh, Bill? It's uh, is it WXTC? Uh, yeah, fourteen thirty. What about it, Jeff? Uh, the only thing that like, that they've done is that they're calling themselves the ticket, but they're still using CBS Sports and Rich Eisen. But uh, uh, as, uh, the radio news that I was saying is a format change in the works for them. I don't know. All I know is that that's they've just changed the slogan for what they call the radio station. Well, considering they have 0.01 listeners, whatever they do, <laughs> it's kind of like whatever I do here on The Legend. It can't have too much of an effect. I could change the format every week. But 0.01 of the listenership is where they're at. In some weeks, Does Indianapolis have a BetQL station yet? No, thank goodness. Oh, I'm wondering if that's what you're going to get. And we don't have one even in Albany either. So we well, we, we have uh, 104.5, the team, which is uh, ESPN, I believe. But we don't have a BetQL station. You know, either, they so. would have to take off uh, Rome to... No, they, they don't because EEIFAM does BetQL and Jim Rome. But so these can, yeah, but EI, EI is owned and operated by uh, Odyssey. 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 And they're, they're Odyssey kind of run BetQL, yeah. And they own, and they right. own BetQL. It's, it's their, yes, their product. Do. Right, and yep. and I will tell you this much: running live programming on the Legend, we'll get twenty times more listeners than what we do if we just run something that's recorded per mm-hmm. usual. Now, there's an exception. There's an oldie show we run. Uh, 
It's George. I forgot George's last George name. Mason. George, George Mason. Mason. Yeah, he's on. He's all on right. before the All Things Radio. Right. Well, he's on from three until five our time. That so. that show gets a lot of listeners, and we used to have a, another one from um, guy out of Canada. Treasure Island. That was Treasure Island. Island, Island, Island that ran on, on Sunday, Sunday nights. nights. Yes, that one would get a lot of listeners, but it's very rare. If something's recorded, it just doesn't do as well. And I can't wonder how these stations, you can call them the ticket, you can call them the boss, you can call them the jock, whatever you want to, the fan. It's If they're not live and they're not talking to local people, that's what people thrive on is stations like EEI and... FAM and all right. that, yeah. And that's what they thrive on. Is but being the thing, though, about BetQL, and I don't know how the finances work, but it could be a thing where the time's all bought, like religion stations, where the time is bought by BetQL. If you're in it, you get X amount, and you don't that, have to worry about it. I don't think it works that it. way. I think it works on a no. harder basis with the commercials. By the way, there is some news in sports, which you guys don't necessarily follow, but... Uh, here up in up in the Albany, New York area, we have a track called Saratoga Raceway, which is uh, in yep. Saratoga County, and they're going to be running the Belmont Stakes for the next two years in 2024 and 2025 at Saratoga Raceway because they're doing a major rebuild and major major remo- remodel of uh, Belmont Raceway out of Long Island. So mm-hmm. it's big news up yeah. there because that's going to be. A- that's going to bring a lot of people to the capital district for that. And, and uh, also what I think the, the track is only a mile and a quarter and the race is a mile and a half. So they'll have to do like a full circuit plus a little to get the race to be a mile and a half. And they're going to have four days of racing uh, during that weekend. So it's not just that Saturday. It's going to be it's going to start, I think, on, th- on Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And I believe they probably have Monday off, if I'm not mistaken. So. And that's close to the time. I forgot when the Belmont Stakes is. Uh, cause, uh, you got, uh, like uh, the second week uh, around the 8th. Of, uh, this year would be about uh, the 8th of June, I think. Right. And all then, right. of course, uh, come the summertime, and all, the, then the thoroughbred then the, then the thoroughbred racing, the, the harness track, not the harness track, but the flat track opens at Saratoga as well. So it, it's going to be a nice year for the folks living up there. Here's a, a radio question kind of for you guys. It's come out that this one company has bought up several of the minor league baseball teams. Do you think this will affect the radio? I mean, these, they own several teams in the minor leagues now. Perry, are you familiar with this story? I am not. I haven't seen that one, Bill, but I wouldn't think it does because that's unfortunately going to be a bigger deal in the minor leagues is for local ownership to cede to some sort of other ownership so unfortunately and people love the local ownership but iowa the cubs have been owned by um i forget who bought them but they've been owned by them for a year or two now and not much has changed so i don't know that i think that much will change um you know with the running of the team and all because the people who work there, they know what works and what doesn't. So I would expect nothing would change. What you could have happen, and I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't because it really isn't fair. Let's say you have Syracuse and Columbus both owned by the same people. You could share, if it's in Syracuse, the Syracuse people do it. In Columbus, the Columbus, you know, Columbus people do it. You might see less traveling of the minor league. 
you'd get the same broadcast in Columbus and Syracuse of those, that game, those games, that kind of thing. That's possible, Chris. But I think here, I you know we haven't seen anything like that because you know our announcer, other than you know the year they lost to COVID, I think he's been on every trip they they've made. I hope they do because you, you, that's what you like. You like people being, and you want to hear the road. You know, as much as they try to be fair, and it actually takes away from the home crowd too. Because yeah. if you're uh, the Columbus announcer and you've got to kind of throw in things or for, as if you care about Syracuse winning for the Syracuse audience, it makes it like a national broadcast, and those aren't as much fun sometimes as the local stuff is. Well, and the local announcer can give you information. Um, you know, like in our case, Alex Cohen can give me information about the I Cubs that those teams probably wouldn't have. Right. It's like yep. trying to do an afternoon sports show for four or five <laughs> markets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody yeah, anyway, you know, if you want to hear more news about sports, by the way, guys, go to listen to the sports yeah. lounge on Tuesday afternoons right. at Four Eastern. Or, or right. Eastern. So, uh, but we're talking radio in general here. Yeah. So that's <laughs> right. Right. And but uh, like I say, Bill, I th- I think the radio should be the same. Uh, I hope it is because that would certainly not be a good thing. Like Chris was saying, if you just got the one broadcaster or whatever. Now, in like in the NBA G League and things like that, that's how it's done. You get one broadcast. It's the home broadcaster. So. If you're if you have a road game in the G League, or you know, and that's the only league that, that I know that does it, but there's probably more. Um, you you it just doesn't sound the same to me. No, no, I didn't even know there was a G League. I thought I thought I just thought there was Double A and Triple A. No, no, nope. no, we, no. In basketball, in basketball, basketball, basketball it's called the G League. Now in the in baseball, it's A Double A and Triple A. There now there used to be a lot of other things too. But they they have condensed some of it for cost efficiency. But um, even our team that we have in High A in Cedar Rapids um, for radio, their announcer travels too. So that that to me is just part of it. If you yeah, if you I can't tra- yeah. now the Angels and the Blue Jays, of course, yeah. see it differently in the major leagues. But oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, what's going to happen with the Yankees? Do you think that, that John Sterling is going to be doing the games for another year after this year? Is after after this, uh, you know, uh, the next year? Do you think, or anyone know? Or it, I think it I depends on his health. Yeah, I haven't you know? heard anything. Now he did obviously, miss, uh, a few games more than he planned to this past year because he was sick. Remember what was it? Probably two, three weeks there. He was yeah. out. And so I think I think, I think they depends. are preparing Chris for uh, maybe Justin Shackle to do the yes. games. Yes. You know, and, and he's professional. I mean, you, you, he doesn't, he doesn't have the John Sterling isms that people are used to, but you get a credible call of the game. Yes, you do. Well, how about a credible, I don't know if I, you're, incre- you're incredible. Uh, it's Jeff. incredible, Jeff. Right. <laughs> Award-winning. Like but the incredible edible egg, I understand. But it's locally <laughs> produced, you know what I mean? So. And you won't hear radio news like this anywhere else on the Internet. I'm Jeff Ender for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. 
Job cuts hit Cumulus Media and Town Square Media. And Iron Media reorganizes its radio markets. We have lots of news on the street, and we'll continue our look at the Nielsen November Personal People Media ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and job cuts hit the radio industry. The companies affected this week are Cumulus Media and Town Square Media. In San Francisco, California, Cumulus Media made staff cutbacks at radio station KNBR AM and FM. The KNBR AM and FM program in all sports format. Adam Copeland, program director for the radio station, made the announcement this past Monday. Gone is morning co-host Paul McCaffrey, evening host F.P. Sandicello, and programmer Lee Hammer. Evenings and overnights will be handled by the CBS Sports Radio Network. Town Square Media also made cutbacks in Trenton, New Jersey, with the loss of Ann Gress. Ann Gress was the program director for radio station WKXW-FM with their talk hybrid classic hits format and radio station WPST-FM with their pop CHR format. Before working for Town Square Media, Ann Gress was the program director at the Odyssey-owned and operated radio station WOGL-FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with their classic hits format. In other news, iHeartMedia has made some organizational changes of their markets group. Their markets group is divided into three segments, regional, metro, and community. Here are some of the changes that iHeartMedia has made to some of these markets. New York President Bernie Weiss has been promoted to division president. And Dallas President Paul Covino has been promoted to division president. And promotions also are handed out in Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Tampa, Florida. Now let's take a look and find out what's happening on the street. Skyview Networks will continue representing CBS Radio for sales and distributing CBS Radio Network audio. Skyview Networks has been representing CBS Radio since 2018. Now let's move to Bend, Oregon, where GCC LLC owns four radio stations and they've been hit with a ransomware attack. This attack made their music library and production library unusable and the stations are now running commercial free. B-Dub Radio, hosted by Brian Washington and distributed by Skyview Networks, announces that they've added six new affiliates. B-Dub Radio programs the country format. Alpha Media has added B-Dub Radio for evenings at radio station KBAY-FM in San Jose, California and KKDV-FM serving Walnut Creek, California and WFLS-FM in Fredericksburg, Virginia. They've also added the show on radio station WCEN-FM serving Saginaw, Michigan. Buck Owens Broadcasting has added the show on radio station KUZ-AM and FM and finally in Baxley, Georgia, the show has been added at radio station WBYZ-FM. In other news, iHeartMedia has made changes to the Radio Landscape at radio station WHQC-FM. The station broadcasts a pop CHR format, but they've added lots of gold mixed with the top 40 music. The station is calling themselves Charlotte's Party Station. iHeartMedia has made similar changes in Baltimore, Maryland and Cincinnati, Ohio. If you love Major League Baseball and you have Sirius XM Satellite Radio, there's good news here. They've signed a contract extension to continue carrying Major League Baseball through the 2028 season. And the 24-hour MLB channel will also continue as well. Finally, Ryan Seacrest has extended his contract to work for iHeartMedia through 2027. Ryan Sickers will continue doing mornings at radio station KIIS-FM in Los Angeles, California. He'll also continue doing his syndicated midday show, and he'll continue hosting American Top 40 as well. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen November Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one-ranked radio station is WAMU-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two-ranked radio station is WASH-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three-ranked radio station in the nation's capital is WTOP-FM with its all-news operation. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one-ranked radio station is WBZ-FM with its all-sports format. The number two-ranked radio station is WBUR-FM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WMJX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one-ranked radio station is KKWF-FM with a country format. The number two-ranked radio station is KUOW-FM, 
That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Seattle, Washington, is KZOK-FM, programming a classic rock format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rec radio station is WHQT-FM with a original contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WAMR-FM with a Spanish format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Miami, Florida, is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rec radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KSLX-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Phoenix, Arizona, is KOAI-FM programming an adult hits format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rec radio station is WXYT-FM with an all-sports format. The number two rank radio station is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WKQI-FM with a pop CHR format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one rank radio station is KTIS-FM with a Christian CHR format. The number two rank radio station is KFXN-FM with an all-sports format. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market is KQQL-FM, programming a classic hits format. In the Tampa-St. Petersburg, Florida market, things the status quo with the number one, two, and three rank radio stations. The number one rank radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WRBQ-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving the Tampa-St. Petersburg, Florida market is WQYK-FM with a country format. In Denver, Colorado, the number one rank radio station is KXKL-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KYGO-FM with a country format. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving Denver, Colorado is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. Now let's move to San Diego, California, where the number one rank radio station is KXSN-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KPBS-FM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three-rank radio station in San Diego, California is XHRM-FM with the Redneck Adult Contemporary format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one-rank radio station is WERQ-FM with an urban format. The number two-rank radio station is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three-rank radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WQSR-FM with an adult hits format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one-rank radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. The number two-rank radio station is WARH-FM, programming in adult hits format. And the number three-rank radio station serving St. Louis, Missouri is KLOU-FM, programming a classic hits format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen November Personal People Meter Ratings. Finally, if you purchase your groceries through Instacart and you're an Instacart Plus member, you can use the premium Peacock TV service owned and operated by NBC. Find out more at instacart.com. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. I just can't wait for my Peacock TV. Well, you know, I can't wait for it either, but I, I do this only because it's part of the cord-cutting thing that I try to give you a little bit of television news, and there's a lot going on in the cable industry. It's uh, People people are cutting the cord, and uh, uh, Spectrum is talking about the fact that they may actually have an earnings loss this year, if at least for the because of the cord-cutting. They, they know it's there, and they're, they're trying to compete with it by getting rid of the cable box and bringing us a Shumo, X-U-M-O, I believe it's called Zumo or Shumo box uh which is like the roku box i don't know if it, i i know it does have voice guidance and it's somewhat accessible i don't know much about it and i have no intention of getting it so but it's it's what is out there that's all i can tell you 
Then what would you do, Jeff? Just use streaming? I use the uh, well, I, I use the Spectrum uh, Humax box, which is their talking box. And as long as they keep supporting that, and as long as they keep distributing that, that's what I'm going to use for now. I might. That's what we got. I'd like to get this this Schumer box to see how it does work, but but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, uh, whatchamacallit, I'm not going to... Uh, Disrupt you know, what you have, yeah. 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 Upset the apple cart, so let me what, what you hear in a lot of cases, though, Jeff, is, is people who say, you know, they cut the cord and and this and this, and they get the streaming services, you know, like the, the Peacock or the Hulu, whatever they get. But then, in the end, it sounds like you have to get different things for each one, and then in the end, you don't really save anything by... Cutting the cores is, is the big thing that I've heard recently. I agree, Perry. I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm not uh, over enamored with, with what's on television. I watch certain channels because I like the programming, but I tend to watch channels that maybe you, maybe you people don't watch. I like to watch <laughs> A&E and all the crime documentary channels, and uh, I tend to watch that channel quite a bit lately. I don't know why, but it's just something that I'm into lately. And don't take away his channel for your channel. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I said don't take away his channel for channel. What is that all about, Sean? Yeah. Vice has a lot, they have a lot of documentaries and they have a lot of behind, like the dark side of the 90s. They had the whole, the Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony War thing. They have a lot of those type documentary type things. And I, I can't, I don't know what it is on Spectrum. I know on, on Uverse it's 257, but I think it is on Spectrum now. And, but yeah, which also reminds me, this happened after All Things Radio last week, about 830 Eastern, Tegna is in a dispute with DirecTV. They had one about three years ago. We lost it for three weeks. Not, not as long as Perry lost Tegna stations. And I think oh, it was about a year 70, and a half. Yeah, they have 70 stations in over in 50 markets. So if you have DirecTV or AT&T U-verse and you have a Tegna affiliate, which they cover all of the, uh, you know, all five networks. So you're, it's still this going is, on. Uh, yeah, this is the second it. time this is happening because I, uh, I, I know someone who has DirecTV and uh, lives out in the Albany area. And if and it's going to get cut again because the last agreement was only temporary until they could negotiate something yeah. more permanent. Yeah, that was a three. Happened. That was a three year. That was three years ago in December, around the same time of year. Now, Next Star, they that we lost Next Star from July third until the middle of December or uh, September. We got them back just in around the middle around the tenth of September. But that one's a temporary. But the Tegna one was about three years ago. Well, I mean, the spectrum. We lost National Geographic. We lost National Ge. Uh, we lost Fox Movie. Channel. All the Disney channels. And I, all the Disney and those, and, those, and, said, and, and yet the rates are still are still higher, and they still yeah. went up. So I'm not too happy about that. So and I and I don't want to get Disney Plus. I mean, how many you know? But you know that you can save well, money if you if you let's say you can just keep the internet and you want to get and you want to cut the cord for these cable services. But it, but the more streaming services you have, you're going to be spending just as much for those streaming services as you did for the cable. Yeah. The one cable part company of the- that seems to have good relationships with pretty much everybody, and I don't remember our big major stoppage, is Comcast. I don't think they've really had any trouble. Bill, you were trying to come in a minute ago. I have now I forgot what I was going to say, so <laughs> keep on rolling. Well, all I can yeah. say is it's, it's an interesting world we're living in with, with this whole cable thing. And, of course, if ATSC 3.0 goes on and the, and the TV stations are able to encrypt, which they can, which they will be able to do, and they start making you pay for over-the-air TV, people are going to be very, very, very upset. Oh, oh yeah. So, well, we're not going to get people upset. How about yeah. if we do Jennifer Sparks? Uh, call letter and format changes. Oh, yeah. And- 
Yeah. You don't have to pay for that. No, don't you have don't. to pay for it. Let's just, when I hit the button, there's something new in this version of Jaws that's just really kind of messing mm. people over a little bit. And we'll see what happens here. But <clears> anyway, here's Jenny. She put this together. And so here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of December 7th. KHTW AM 1300 Lumberton, Texas changes its slogan from K Alamo to Free 1300. WMIA FM 93.9 Miami Beach, Florida changes a slogan from 93.9 MIA to Magic 93.9 WLXA FM 98.3 Loretto, Alabama changes City of License to Florence WIGO AM 1570 Morrow, Georgia changes format from Inspirational Gospel to R&B Oldies and changes slogan from WIGO AM 1570 Atlanta's Incredible Radio to Legendary WIGO 1570. KPUL FM 101.7 Winterset, Iowa changes format from Christian Rock to Urban Contemporary. KRZE AM 1280 Farmington, New Mexico changes slogan from Juan 1280 to Fierro 1280. WJBR AM 1010 Sefner, Florida changes slogan from Money Talk 1010 to Podcast Radio Tampa Bay. WTON AM 1240 Staunton, Virginia changes format from sports to adult alternative and changes slogan from ESPN 1240 The Boss to Independent Music Radio. WTON FM 94.3 Staunton, Virginia changes format from classic rock to adult alternative and changes slogan from Star 94.3 to Independent Music Radio. WULK FM 94.7 Crawfordville, Georgia changes slogan from Talk 94.7 to 94.7 Lake Country Legends. WJZA AM 1100 Hapeville, Georgia changes format from Not Available to Smooth Jazz. KFMC FM 106.5 Fairmont, Minnesota changes the slogan from Greatest Hits to 106.5 Lakes FM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. We really appreciate that. Those two for the Two stations I don't think are going to make it to one um, that went from sports to alternative. Maybe it will because of the FM, and I forgot the other one I noted on there. That podcast radio. Podcast the radio. No, no, he's talking about the ones in ta- in Virginia. The t- yeah, no, I'm talking about both FM, of them. One, 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 switched from sports to uh, 
adult alternative and the FM went from adult alternative to classic right. rock and they just flip-flopped the format. Right, but I also was talking about the podcast radio. I don't think yeah. that'll make it. That Those don't never, work. That, that has never done well. It didn't do no. well when they did it in San Francisco and it didn't do well in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I don't think it's going to do well on on uh, in Florida as well. That's in your yeah. nick of Florida, Bill. That, yeah, uh, but it's uh, a throwaway. It's yeah, all it, it is. It's, it's just a throwaway. But when they went from money talk, that was a throwaway too. And now it's even mm-hmm. gotten worse. Well, it's getting to the point where people, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, we all talk about, every week we talk about this, of what's going to happen with AM radio, even if they save it, which, which it looks like that's going to happen. But what are they going to do with it? If they, if they save it and, and it's losing money, stations are just going to go off the air anyway. So that, except for the, for the big, you know, like the big big city stations, eventually. I don't I don't I don't see small town radio lasting. Like uh, like uh, I I used to think that it could last, but I'm not so sure anymore. You may see two or three AMs in a big market, and then like your small town FMs, I think, will make it a lot longer than small town AMs. But big, like in New York, you may see three, maybe four AMs. The others could all sign off. Be happy you're not in Canada because in Canada they've they've, they've basically decimated the AM band except for a few big stations. Uh, all the AM stations have gone to FM, and that was uh, that was under the direction of the CRTC, the, Can- the Canadian Radio Television Commission. So don't uh, that's uh, and and then there, now there are people who are decrying what happened to the AM band in Canada, but it's too late now. Once the once the dice has been thrown and once the ruling is in, it's 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 uh, it's it's cast in stone. So that's not going to change in Canada at all. I suppose oh. any stations, Jeff, that might survive once, if you know, if and when that happens, would have to either get a translator on the FM or something to, to make it. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a low powered AM station and you don't have an FM translator these days, that that's an issue. That's going to be an issue for survivability. Uh, although for me, because I like to DX and, and try to get far away FM stations, you can might as well forget about that. At least here in Albany, New York, because on every available frequency, there's some sort of translator rebroadcasting something so it's it's not fun anymore like it used to be they certainly the dxing certainly is not what it used to be because used to it would be fun to you know have your radio and you know figure out what you can get all at night and this and this this now with all the noise you can't do that but you know we were talking on sports lounge the other day and about the nil uh for sports and we had said that uh tuberville from alabama and sanders of Vermont were working on that. And we talked about how different they were. How about this one on the AM radio thing? Uh, it's Ted Cruz from Texas and Marky from Massachusetts. That They're quite different too. So you, oh, wow. you, do, you do find, you do find when you have things that are bipartisan, you do find that you can get some pretty good, you know, pretty good bipartisanship when, when it's needed. Ed Markey has always been uh, into broadcasting and communications. He's, of course, the guy that spearheaded the 2010, um, you know, Communications Act that uh, ACB helped get through to, you know, get much more audio description available. And he's been involved with broadcasting. That's really, you get the feeling he'd like to own a radio station or something. Because <laughs> he, he just, he's always in the middle of anything to do with communications. He's, he's always, if ever he isn't the senator and, uh, a Democrat as a president, he, they'd probably put him on the FCC for a while as a, a tribute because he's he's always been involved with that, and he's he's good. Well, I agree. I think just think he's a good senator anyway, but he really is interested in that stuff. I just think, in all honesty, as divisive as things are, whenever you can find something like that, 
to where some yeah, where people good. are actually getting something done, and, and even it's, it's and even mentioned. further apart, Bernie Sanders and Tuber, Tuberville. I yeah. think that would be the, about the far, farthest you can go in the Senate. I would think so. But one thing about Naples is why I'm taking a more higher powered AM FM radio this time is there's only one speaking in English AM station I can get on the band during the daytime. Wow, one wow. AM is, station is more of the Naples market built. Do you kind of get more of it run out of Fort Myers now than anything else? Well, not so much that they've just all signed off the air, like mainstays like twelve seventy fourteen ten. You know, well, those just sign off the air, and the property is more valuable than the station. Right, and yeah, we've, we've and we've talked about that over and over again. Yep, Sean. Right, there's nothing yep. so. You have to get stations out of Tampa or Miami if you want an AM station. And hence, there comes your 1010 station. It is unfortunate. It is. What can you say? I mean, that's the way the radio is. And even even my love of stations like WINS and KYW in Philadelphia and KCBS AM in San Francisco and KNX AM in Los Angeles – even even those stations aren't going to last forever because people have other ways of getting news, and at some point those stations are going to go downhill. Uh, not today or tomorrow, but but at some point they they their usefulness will be will be will be uh, non useful anymore at this point. So we can see what happens with with, with these things. And I I don't know what's going to happen. I'm seventy years old. If I will, will will these stations be around if I live to be ninety? Who knows? That, that's you know that's the question we can't answer right now. And and you know Jeff being a little bit younger than you for. Me and Sean, you know, we may even see more radical changes than we've seen already. That's true. You know, on radio. That is certainly true. Well, the, hey, Jeff, and FYI, programming note on this one I'm noticing here in our list that you and I, we, we kind of picked it out together. We kind of did that in our little meeting, this this one we're doing on Lee Hexall Hamilton and the San Diego Chargers and you know, uh, we've done Lee Hamilton on here before, but mm-hmm. in another type thing. But it looks like the version's a little long, Jeff, so I'm going to cut it off after about 10 or 11 minutes. So just notice a programming change because I don't think you want to be here for an hour and 13 minutes if this is reading yeah. correctly. Okay, I thought it, I thought it was thirteen minutes, and I must have read it wrong when we talked about it. So, sorry well, about that. I think we both did, so we we can take the. I'll see how it looks when it comes live, but I didn't I didn't want you to stick around for a minute. I mean, an hour over an hour. I understand. So, so I just no, Bill. Mean, that might be okay for Chris. You know, with his fa- fantastic game he's going to have tonight. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Wait. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Quickly, here's uh, one here about the Chargers meltdown. This is from Blazing Shackles. He says, Hacksaw, you're a hack. He didn't melt down, and it's not his fault the receivers can't catch. We've seen coach after coach after coach come and go over the last 30 years and still no championship. The one thing that remains the same is the team's owner, Spanos. When are you hacks and pundits going to place the blame where it belongs on Spanos's head? Well, they call themselves the first family of football boys. Uh, they're currently in last place in the AFC West. It is a problem. It is a Spanos problem. I concur with you. But that being said, 
This is Brandon Staley's team. Front page of Brandon Staley's resume talked about his defensive accomplishments with Sean McVay when he was coordinator with the Rams and the other places he's been. He bears responsibility for what's happening on game day, the X's and O's, the schemes, the formations, and to a degree, the roster decisions. So, yeah, he melted down. And instead of him lecturing the media, don't ask me that question ever again. Hey, dude, scoreboard does not lie. You're 31st in the league in defense. You're 32nd in the NFL pass defense. You are what your record says you are, and that's not very good right now. So I don't quite agree with you that I should not be banging on Brandon Staley because the whole world is banging on Brandon Staley right now. But in the big picture of things, yeah, you are correct. First family of footballs in last place in the AFC West, and that's gone on and on and on since 19. 19- 84. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, it's like Bill Parcells, right? You are what your record says you are. Um, And, you know, a lot of the fans were saying, like, you know, you can't blame Staley for these receivers dropping passes and everything else. But, you know, if it's if it's not one thing, it's another. Right. You know, and and who's the 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 focal guy here? I mean, Staley bears blame. But, you know, the rest of the the front office, you know, it, it just doesn't it's not working. What I don't understand is you have all week to prepare you have had preseason prior to that you had otas there is no reason the quinton johnston the number one pick should not be further involved in running routes and catching balls you're paying him a lot of money as a number one pick you desperately need him you needed to coach him up every stop along the way yeah and you know they the union says, well, you only have so much time on the field with those guys. That does not mean your quarterback cannot have special sessions, side sessions, where they're running specific routes, and he's got to catch the ball. Instead, he's dropping balls, and he did this at TCU. And so, I mean, that's just one example. I don't know how you solve the mess in the secondary because they're playing all the guys they got on the roster, and they've still not been able to find the right guys. And I told you the story the week prior, Asante Samuel, who's been burned a bunch of times, made a bunch of plays, but burned a bunch of times. Asante Samuel is on a pass route Sunday in Green Bay. Guy runs a slant and is open. Samuel's behind him. Ball goes way over his head. Samuel's jumping up and down. Like, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. The hell, you did nothing. Jordan Love overthrew the receiver. Mm-hmm. Next play, Samuel ran up the back of the guy, pass interference. Big play led to the game-winning touchdown. Unbelievable. That kind of junk it just continues to go on and on and on. Okay, next social media okay. shot. Let's get another <laughs> shot in here. And this is about the Padres. This is from Sean. He says, Waka and Lugo were no-brainers to bring back. Snell and Hader would be nice if you could get them on a reasonable deal, but less likely. A purge needed to happen with the goal of having better balance on offense, being more consistent. The young arms could help during a long season, but the goal is to be playing the best baseball at the end and good enough to make the second season. Winning division does not matter with the current playoff structure. Here's the situation. Yes, they they got one-year rentals that worked out. They put option clauses in those rentals. If those guys had good seasons, they could come back at a much higher price. That being said, the option dollar number on Waka and Lugo and even Nick Martinez is pretty high. I don't think you can afford to pay your third and fourth starters and your long reliever $16 apiece. 
that's too high. So they rented them. It worked out. They'll dive back in, find some more rentals. Hopefully those guys will be good as the guys that left. The other oddball part of this is, you know, these, some of these guys have health issues. So even though agent says opt out, take you to free agency, hell, they still might be sitting here the second week of February without a contract because mm. nobody's going to be willing to give Waka, who's had three different shoulder issues, willing to give him three years at mega money. So then the Padres dive back in and say, come back. You had a good season. We'll give you a bit of a pay bump. Maybe we'll give you two years instead of just the one year. There's a way if these guys, but some of these guys may still be out there a, a ways down the road. question is, how long can A.J. wait if he can't get him resigned? Because then other guys will start coming off the board and going to other places. And in terms of Soto, I ha- I tend to think that every one of the guys in that batting order who had a substandard season, and they all did statistically, they're going to bounce back. But the problem is their payroll issue. And the problem is if you try to trade Soto, you're not going to get back what you traded for him. You traded six. You traded the whole farm system to get him. Somebody else is not going to give you the whole farm system to rent him for one year with the hope they can convince Scott Boris to stay. So Padres, Padres have painted into a really tough corner. And now they, as we talked about last week, John, there are nine pitchers gone from last year's pitching staff. Nine. Nine. <laughs> wow. You know, that's big names. That's bottom of the roster names. Mm-hmm. That's AAA guys. They're gone. They're all on the open market, and I don't know if you can get them back. So Padres have a, a fascinating, very important couple of weeks of baseball going into December, going towards winter meetings. Well, thank goodness they didn't sign Lance Lynn. Okay, so that's good. Um, but, you know, the Lugo and Waka and Martinez, those guys are going to get paid, man. I mean, the, the other teams desperately need pitching. So they're, they're going to work out a deal. I'm certain of it. Uh, the Padres may be on the short end of that. And if they lose out on these guys to come back, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. It's not like they're the Dodgers have all these young kids that are ready to come up. So they could be in some trouble here. We'll see where this goes. Uh, like I said last week, probably some trades for one-year rentals to stabilize it. And there'll, there'll be other guys out there they can find that they've scouted. I mean, when they signed those three pitchers out of Japan, when Suarez came here and Garcia came here and, and Nick Martinez, and I, I knew about Garcia, and he had done well as a reliever in St. Louis till he got hurt. I said, well, maybe one of these will work out. Well, all three of them worked out to different, different degrees, just like Waka mm-hmm. and, and Lugo worked out. So there'll be some guys out there that AJ will find because AJ's got boots on the ground, mm-hmm. lots of different places. But he better because otherwise that coach is not going to have a pitching staff, and that's a big, big issue. A couple more here on social media. All right. You've got to hear from your days at Extra 690. This is for thanks for subscribing. He says, wow, great memories. I always tell people I listened to Romy before anybody knew who he was. The Basement Days, Extra Sports 690. Well, we had a unique team. We're going to do a, a salute to Sports Talk Radio and Extra 690 somewhere down road when we have time to put it all together. But it was a unique time. I think what made it so special is we were the first ones on the block to do it. At that point, Sports Talk Radio did not exist in Southern California as it does now. Uh, We were the first ones through the wall, and we were fortunate to have an owner that put us on a 77,000-watt blowtorch signal that you could hear from Baja to the Canadian Rockies up and down the West Coast day and night. So we're very proud of what we did, and each of the guys was very successful in different things, and some of us are still doing it very well. Well, back when they made the move to go 24-7 sports, 
were people saying you guys are crazy? This is never going to work because you know no one's really ever done it. I mean, my whole life in radio was in in radio, news talk, sports radio. I went. The owner brought it up to me, and dummy that I was. Are you sure about this? You sure this is going to (laughs) work? Without paying attention to the fact that nobody had done it on the West Coast. Uh, and we're on a 77,000-watt blowtorch signal that you could hear everywhere. Now, WFAN in New York was the first to launch. WIP in Philadelphia was the second. We were right there. We were the third. Then came EEI in Boston, and then it just it finally exploded. But uh, So we were the first through the wall, and nobody had ever done it since. And with apologies to what's being done right now, nobody's done what we did with the type of personalities that we did. Very expensive format to be in. It is not a cheap format whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You do have to have a good quality play-by-play anchor mm-hmm. to be successful, and we did. As the Chargers were bad, the Chargers got good, and it kind of made our station. And then corporate radio came in and changed everything. So, yeah, we'll do. We're going to do a special <laughs> salute to Sports Talk Radio back in the day, somewhere down road. Okay, you want to get a couple more in here? Yeah. Okay, let's let's go here. Talk a little bit about uh, the Aztecs and Brady Hoke, and this is from Dodger six oh seven. He says. The smaller conferences need to start thinking out of the box collectively and not try to be accepted by the Power Five schools, which they will never be. Well, the issue is if if you're a group of five and you're good, if you're San Diego State, if you were Boise State, you got following and you're in a bigger market. If you get to that next level, if you get into the Pac-12, Pac-2, whatever it's going to be called, You'll be able to recruit better players. Now, whether or not that's going to allow you to trigger bigger pools of NIL money, that's very debatable. San Diego State, for a a marketplace as big as it is, for as many alumni as live here, they just don't have much NIL football money. And that's a real problem. Now, that's going to change because the NCAA's new executive director, Charlie Baker, is going to get control of the NIL, and they will come up with a different structure. And they're going to tighten the transfer portal that, John Riley, you can only go into the portal one time. You can only transfer one time. Uh, they're going to stop the cherry picking that's gone on. But every everybody in a group of five, I mean, I've, I've got all kinds of friends in the Mid-American Conference at Ohio, at Toledo, at Western Michigan, at Bowling Green, Miami. They all got the same problems, limited NIL money and getting cherry picked from the Big Ten or the Big 12 to come in and suddenly steal your top right tackle or your quarterback or your running back. You know, the Top running back at UCLA is a transfer from Ball State. Oh, wow. Think, think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarterback uh, came from, he was a record-setting quarterback at Kent State. He wound up at UCLA for his, his final season. So they're, they're going to, the group of fives are probably going to get this thing solved with the new leadership at the NCAA. But if you go to the Pac-12, and that's on your business card, that opens up a lot more recruiting doors. Now, do you have the wherewithal? Do you have the money? to be able to stay in the race with the established Washingtons and Southern Cals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a long-winded answer to your short question. But, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being in the Mountain West. I happen to think it's a really colorful con- conference. Community, the fans sure don't seem to like it. They seem to think it's real substandard, sub You're a fan. You tell me. You a Mountain West fan, or do you think, nah? Well, I went to a number of the games when the Aztecs played at Qualcomm. Um, and they were always pretty entertaining, a lot of fun. You know, it was relatively inexpensive to go. And I've been to the one at Snapdragon, and it was a lot more money. Um, you know, I, I was intrigued by this Dodger 607 guy saying, think out of the box. And I was thinking to myself, what could the group of five schools do 
to make them special and different. Because, you know, remember in baseball, the American League had the designated hitter. They did something different. What if, I'm just thinking spitballing here, but what if the group of five changed their rules to be like Canadian football? And so it was a more wide open, more dynamic offensive game. Might that make it more sexy? Spitballs are illegal, John. <laughs> what, they, what they could do is, and I think this is obvious part and parcel of what they might do, is work out alliances and scheduling. So you get some big names that actually come to your building. Mm-hmm. If the Oregon Ducks were coming here to play the Aztecs, I think you'd, you'd draw a nice crowd. But Obviously, you, the UCLA didn't draw a big crowd, though. That, that's because the aura of Aztec football right now is in a down cycle. The prices are way too high. It's a it's an issue. They got to find a a working relationship to reestablish this with the community, and they got to throw the football. Well, maybe if they could just have Dolly Parton for the halftime show. Oh, I'd be there. <laughs> You'd be there. Yeah, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> Seventy-seven years old, man. That was unbelievable. So that's where we are. But you are correct. You know, be who you can be. I'll be intrigued to see two years from tonight as we're doing this podcast. If there is a Mountain West movement and everybody goes to the Pac-2 with Oregon State, Washington State, then how, how do the communities respond? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's going to be fascinating to see what they end up doing. Okay, listen, we hope you have enjoyed our Friday bonus pack. Well, there you go. That's That was actually pretty good, Bill. I got to tell you. <laughs> that I'm, was very current. I'm, not, I'm not even at the sports, and that was pretty good. Well, yeah. what is what is the name of that podcast? Because I might want to hear what he does. The history of of six ninety. What's the actual name of it? You know, I don't know. Just type in Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, and you probably will come up with it. That's how okay. Yeah, cool check. He still sounds good. He, you know, I remember he does. him, and and he he sounds good. But that was very current stuff. If anybody ever says, "Ah, your sports things are six it was this old. week. It was basically it was yeah, the last week or two. Yeah, absolutely. Right, very absolutely. Well, because the Charlie, the Charlie Baker thing came out Monday or Tuesday, so this came out in the last, or you said Friday bonus, so it must have been last Friday. Were they okay, talking about yeah. the guy that went to the Yankees? Juan was his, never mind. Yeah, that just Juan happened. Soto. They did get about five players for him, so they got more. Maybe now, how good they're going to be, their prospects, and and this and that. Do you think that Lee? Uh, do you think too. that Lee Hamilton's take on what's going on with San Diego was right? It sounds like he is. He's right on the ballpark. Is what they're doing? Yeah, wrong. no, they're in a, in a tough spot. They took a lot of big contracts. That uh, you know, when you've signed somebody for ten years uh, in baseball you know that they're not going to produce near the end of the contract. And they've got a few of those. And so they've, they've painted themselves. He's, his term was right. They've painted themselves into a corner. They have to be very ingenious now. As They they were just trying to throw money at the problem for two or three years. And they got into the league championship series a couple of years ago, and that was good. But now, in order to sustain, they're going to have to be very careful with who they sign and, uh, and how long they sign them for because they've got so many people that they've got three or four guys on 10-year contracts, and that money isn't movable. You can't just get rid of those guys. Nobody wants to take those contracts. Well, Bill, I think that was a good presentation. Um, I'd, I'd heard Lee Hex or Hamilton when I was in California back in 19, I think in the 1980s I was out but there. You notice and his voice is changing over the years? Yeah. Well, he's gotten older. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of our voices have changed. We, we need to uh, – go, go ahead, Don, Sean. He's been, he's been doing San Diego radio, sports radio, for 50 years. So, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, it's going to be changing. Because I remember, like I said, hearing him, when I first heard him, he did some stuff for Fox Sports Radio part-time because when Extra, when they when they bought Extra, when iHeart or Coach Channel and 
We just lost Sean. Sounds like yeah, they need to talk him into buying Sean well, a well, phone. You know, I think it's time. <laughs> maybe it's not time. I don't know. Um, but maybe we go to Har- we're going to Hartford next, I think. Yes. Right? A, as a matter of fact, you're going to hear Diamond, Diamond Jim Nettleton, and he has a, 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 quite a history in radio, but working in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at WFIL and WCAU-FM and working at WABC-AM in New York City, working back at uh, WPIX-FM in New York City, and... Went back to Philadelphia and ended up in Wildwood, New Jersey, and involved with the radio station there and unfortunately passed away from lung cancer a number of years ago. But a very talented radio announcer. And the jingles, I'm a jingle collector, and I know that there are people who don't like Christmas, but I I think I always like to put a little bit of it in for the holidays, not overdoing it, but I think you're going to like this particular segment. And just as a pure update, before we do this, if my microphone is still on, the yep. paces were up by five, the last I checked. Now, well, yeah, they um, they were ahead by more than that. I uh, checked Missay, so uh, Bernie's getting a good game out of it anyway. Yeah, yes, he is. Well, let's see how this comes out. So this all works. This week in my classic insect segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to November 26, 1965, and we're going to listen to a radio announcer who is very familiar with all things radio listeners. His name is Jim Nelson. Long before he came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and New York City, he worked at radio station WDRC AM in Hartford, Connecticut. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy the late Jim Nettleton on radio station WDRC AM from November 26, 1965, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Line weather. 50 degrees, a cloudy, mild day with a high near 50. Might have some rain developing just a little later on and uh, going into this evening, continuing tomorrow. <laughs> That's no one to quit, does it? Low 35 to 40. Saturday, cloudy, windy, and mild. Scattered showers. And Sunday, it's going to be kind of cold, windy, but sunny. Once again, it's 48 50 degrees outside. Inside. You do better at first. National first. National Tell you gals, exciting post-holiday weekend beef eyes are on now. Delicious chuck roast, bone-in first cuts at just 39 cents a pound. And tender chuck steak, bone-in first cuts, only 43 cents a pound. Choice heavy western steer beef as always. Remember, you do better at your first national store. I'm a man. Yes, I Yard birds here. Look alive. We pretty women. I'm a man. Further explanation not necessary. Those are the yard birds. 23rd bestseller for my hit pick here at Radio 1. It's 28 before 11 WDRC Fun Time here on the Diamond Jim Show, home of the hits at Hartford. One of the most important things in getting ready for holidays is Coca Cola. Center for the family. Special men's nationally famous Juilliard suits, superbly tailored worsteds at matchless low prices, just $49.95 and $52.95. Alterations are included, you know, and you can use the free layaway plan at Robert Hall. Drop on down there. Or see. There ain't no This week here at Radio 1 in front of the Diamond Jim Show, former big DVIP is 20 in front of 11 WDRC Fun Time. Like you to meet a friend of ours, a man who likes to give money away, huh? He's a little weird. In Saturday morning's Hartford Current, get in the swim, and maybe you'll win the jackpot in Saturday's Hartford Current. Now, in addition to racing results, late sports and closing stocks, you'll find the popular team column and special news of religion, plus the usual local scene, too, all in Saturday's Current. Follow the trend of the Hartford Current. <laughs> 
Show, former hit pick, 33rd best seller this week at Radio 1 and Fun. It's 11-12, WDRC Fun Time. Fancy that, huh? Not even aware of it, and the time has progressed that far. We've got 50 big D degrees outside on a beautiful Friday. Glad to have you with us, till one. How would you like to make a really fabulous buy on a 1965 Ford LTD? Fun is... See if you can find the key to this... to solve my cooking clues correctly. When's the cookbook free? Compliments of Big D. Here's your misty recipe. Not too bad today. Here are the ingredients. Pimento, chopped fine. Green pepper, chopped fine. Olives, chopped fine. Pickles, you'll never guess. Chopped fine. Worcestershire sauce. Now, there is one for our side. I made it that time. Chili sauce and one cup mayonnaise, Okay. Yeah. Okay, good looking. What's Adam cooking? First call, we see a 278-1360 to identify our mystery recipe correctly. When's the cookbook free? Give us a buzz now. How's about cooking something up with me? On Big D, mystery recipe. Good. Yeah, you give me fever. Those are the McCoys. 17th bestseller this week at Radio 1 and Fun. We have a winner for our mystery recipe. It was Russian, Russian dressing combat. It goes out to Mrs. Ronnie Molnar, 1200 Slater Road in New Britain, for coming up with the right answer. And she gets herself the cookbook. Compliments to all of us at Radio 1. Save today as never before. I have a word for you, too. Only 22 hours remain, you know, of this fabulous sale at Discount Furniture Warehouse. Get in on it. day passes that you don't discuss dieting with your friends, huh? Well, here's some information about diets from Bonnie Prudish, a prudent author, winner of awards for physical fitness programs and cribbage expert. There is even more confusion about diet than there has been about exercise. Our Ronzoni, 20% protein enriched spaghetti diet. Thank you, Bonnie. We got Indian wrestles sometime. Remember Bonnie Pruden's advice, the best protein spaghetti you can buy is buy Ronzoni. Look for Ronzoni, 20% protein enriched spaghetti in the white package at your A&P and other fine food stores. Curtain going up. can hit you at almost any age, too, you know. That's a love bug. That's Jack Jones. Uh, and the spotlight's on for this week here at Radio 1. Good record. 1121 WDRC Fun Time. Listen to the luscious sweet sounds of a wine made from the choicest Concord grapes. It's now Especially sweetened by Manischewitz Wine Company, New York, New York. Thank you very much. I was down in New York last week, as a matter of fact. Just passing through. Uh, of course, you do get to pass through. You consider that a triumph in itself. Remember you do Story. This is Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel, huh? With a name like that, you figure they can't make it, right? But they have, for sure. Sounds of Silence is a fine record. 20th bestseller this week. 1126, WDRC Fun Time. Here comes lunchtime. Here comes lunchtime. You can have a favorite soup today. Campbell's Chicken Noodle, you know. Makes a sandwich lunch a wholesome meal. Reach for Campbell's right on your shelf. WDRC Fun Time. 
more for less at Ball's Pontiac Buick. Good advice, friend. Roy Head is here with the traits. Yeah, the apple of my eye. All right. Oh, yeah. You don't know me, baby. Hey, that's Roy Head with the traits. Apple of my eye, former spotlighter, 34th bestseller this week at Radio 1. It's 11.30 on the button. WDRC Fun Time. Here comes that, uh, We have a little extra time, so how about some Christmas jingles for all you jingle collectors listening to all things Radio Live. Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. 
Signing things off by listening to radio station WDRC AM and Jim Nettleton from November 26th, 1965. And we followed it up with some classic Christmas jingles. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Great special, Jeff. I like that. I like yeah. when you know, there are people who put these jingle things up, up on the web, and I just found this, and he's got a whole bunch of stuff, uh, volumes and volumes of, of, of samples like this, and I kind of like it, the way they blend all these jingles together. Mm-hmm. Did they bring back yeah, memories that, for you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of those. Uh, we had, uh, of course, the the one like they had for Boss Radio. We had it for WRKO. And I think we had that kind of that one that CKLW had with the sort of the horse thing. And the X, <laughs> I think, did that. I, I never knew that uh, Jed and Granny got involved in jingles. So that was interesting to find out. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, I wasn't sure that that was the Beverly Hillbillies. They said Jim Clampett or something. I don't know. That was, no, no. It was, Jed, Jed, it was Jed and it was there. It was definitely Irene Dunn and Buddy Epson. It was them. I heard. I could yeah. tell. They probably did. Yep. I think it was probably for some sort of syndicated radio thing that they did yeah. around the country that, that I've never It could heard be. Before. It could have yeah. been like Christmas at our house. You know, they used to run that all over the place or something like that. But The only Christmas um, at our house I remember was Christmas at our house from your, to your house from our house by the Lennon Sisters. And I don't know why I remember it, except that my father had this album with that on it uh, years and right. years ago. But there was a syndicated show that would come on Christmas Day for Christmas at our house. And I don't remember where it ran, but I, I used to hear it around the dialing around on Christmas. But also going back to DRC, that was good. You know, and, and we talk about DRC and POP in Hartford and how many people came out of there. Ron Landry, of course, went to BZ and then on to L.A. and from uh, DRC. Joey Reynolds, of course, was on POP. Uh, you know, Dickie Robinson, of course, went uh, all over the place syndicating his uh, his uh, big band music later on. But he was a DRC ditch jockey. So that's correct. That's Hartford, and, and of course, let, let's not forget about. Uh, um, I'm trying to think now. You, you, I think you mentioned them all that I, that we that we've done here on All Things Radio. We've done. Yeah, and you know, but I mean, they were good stations. They were they'd be right next to each other, 1360 and 1410. You could just flip your wrist and go right over. 
And that show was from the day after I got my first FM transistor radio, the first FM that I ever had of any kind. And it was like this uh, radio was really weird. It had two dials, one for the AM, one for the FM. That was different. And so that meant you, there was a switch in the back. And you could switch it. You could put one on one station, one on the other, and switch back and forth. And at the time, there wasn't much rock on, on FM. There was some. Yeah. There were a few yeah, stations, I remember but this not was 1965, lot. and that was the first time I got an FM radio as well, and I was listening to WSOU, Seton Hall University, because I loved, I don't know mm-hmm. why I liked their programming at the time. I found this radio station, and they had the Relic Rack Review, a Saturday Night Oldies show as well. They had uh-huh. uh, the Disco Rock Show with Bill Rock, who later became, who worked at WMEX in Boston, as uh, uh, and he worked all, he worked in a bunch of different places, and so mm-hmm. that was a time that, that brings back some very good memories. And the, talking about Christmas shows, WVOX in New Rochelle ran one called The 30 Hours of Christmas. And I can't find it, and I've been looking for it all over the place. It's Christmas mm-hmm. music with stories and songs. And, yeah. uh, and and you don't find I can't find it anywhere, but I know it was produced by Triangle Publications, the people at the time that owned WFIL in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, many, many mm-hmm. years ago. So if anyone knows where it is, or if anyone knows where you can find it, let me know. I've been looking on the internet every day. I do searches for this stuff, but uh, we'll. Yeah, the, the two stations that played rock on FM back when I was was uh, ninety nine point five WLLH in Lowell, and uh, then W. Uh, where what uh, I forget what they're called. Their uh, thing where where WAAF ended up, but w, they were WAAB and they were simulcasting the AM, and the AM was playing rock. So the AM and FM were were doing that in Worcester. Ah, very good. Well, I think it's about time we. Uh... Sean, I want I want your comments on this next week, okay, Sean? If he's, I will check it out uh, yeah. when, after you hear this feature because we can talk about it. And it's the top five. Well, we start with the classic rock songs of of the top one thousand classic rock songs, and of course, you know, I don't know how they compiled this countdown and the top five hundred songs from the eighties, which I found to be quite interesting because I didn't realize that I actually knew all those songs. So uh, that that's that's yeah. all she wrote. And Bill, I'll there turn it over to you. But, go ahead. Go ahead, Tron. I just said, there you go. I just said, there you go. That's all I said. All right. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll turn well, it over to you, Bill. All right. Thank you to all the panel members. And we made it through this one. Maybe it'll be better yeah. next week. So thank you very much. Great show, Jeff. And we'll talk to you later. And look forward to the podcast in a little bit. This week on my featured station segment, we're exploring the world of Sirius XM satellite radio. With so many channels to choose from, there are channels that you may not have heard before. Channel 553 counts down the top 1,000 classic rock songs 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And Channel 551 carries the top 500 hits of the 80s, featured on 80s on 8. So without further ado, sit back and listen to these two Sirius XM satellite channels on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Classic rock that bubbled up from the south. To the sounds of Hollywood's Sunset Strip. Sirius XM's Classic Rock Top 1000. Number 
some of the most influential classic rock songs of all time. Sirius XM's Classic Rock Top 1000. Number 618. Check out a channel where new rock meets classic rock like that. Anytime on the Spectrum, Channel 28, and on the SXM app, free with all trials and popular plans. Series XM's Classic Rock Top 1000 continues. Number 616. of dropping a coin in the jukebox. Unforgettable songs counted down. Sirius XM's Classic Rock Top 1000. Number 614. XM's Classic Rock Top 1000. Sirius XM, 80s on 8, Top 500 Countdown on Sirius XM. Number 254.
most awesome top 500 countdown on Sirius XM 80s on 8. Number 252. The Breakfast Club's morning in detention. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Give you the answer to that question, Mr. Bender, next Saturday. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is so choice. The 80s on 8, Top 500 Countdown. Number 250. Decade of big hair. And something not so big. Say hello to my new friend. The 80s on 8 Top 500 Countdown. Number 248. Went from this. Are you calm? I'm calm. The muscles in your face look tight. I'm calm. To this. Happy trails, Hans. The 80s on 8 Top 500 Countdown. Number 244. of you too and sadly Caddyshack 2 the 80s on 8 top 500 countdown number 242 why can't you do it why can't you set your monkey free Top 500 Countdown on Sirius XM. Well, there you go. Two channels heard on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. We started things off by listening to Channel 553, the Top 1000 Classic Rock Songs Counted Down, and we concluded things by listening to the Top 500 Songs of the 1980s heard on the 80s on 8 channel. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. 
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.